Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I am joined here in studio by Molly Williams. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. How are you today? <laughs> Good. I had a wonderful run this morning. Did you? <laughs> I did, I did, I did. Um, yeah, it's always so fine to be like, yeah, see you in about an hour for the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, you forgot. I had to remind you. I know, I know. <laughs> and then I didn't have very much time. We, didn't, we did not have much time. No, it was, it was the quick shower. Yep yogurt print out the notes but and alex beat me here which is amazing i thought for sure i was gonna beat him i was running it was it was kind of close and i'm like i cannot be late i've got to get there before alex otherwise he will give me a terrible time if i'm late and and no, no, no. he was down in the basement ready to go with no technical difficulties because he's a pro i'm usually late you should I, yeah, I think I think our this. yes yeah, I think our did. listeners know that you are usually yeah. late. Yeah. So and we had given you a hard time in a group text too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I drive all the way across town. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Molly only has to go six blocks, and I, I, yeah. I come down. Yeah, I did. I said I don't know if you heard me, but I said uh, that's it. I'm just going to tell Alex he has to sleep over in the guest bedroom. Yeah. I'm like okay, just tell studio. him it's ten minutes earlier. Ten minutes earlier. Are you a millennial? Alex, are you too old for a millennial? No, I am. Yeah. Well, he's on time for a millennial. <laughs> for an Oregon millennial. Oh, my God. For Oregon millennial. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. Early. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so Molly, the found change thing has not been going well for us. No, I'm uh, 11 cents. No, 12 cents this month. How about you? Um, I think I'm a, a 61, 24. 62. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and that but quarter this morning certainly helped. Yeah, that that's not good for me. So, yeah, it's these it's these leaves, mm. these leaf things. I was duped by yesterday. I was up. Um, you and I finally admitted to each other that we, when we run solo, we sometimes choose a route based mm -hmm. on the what, mo money route. <laughs> mo money route. <laughs> I have to write that down. Because no, I, I was lying in bed, I was thinking, oh, I gotta get the mo money, and the, oh, the mo money Molly route. Because I was gonna run by myself, but it was dark and I didn't see anything <laughs> okay but you do carry a light or you yeah, wear no, lights and on I'm, your shoes and yeah. I'm looking I've got the light out yeah so oh, which is also time for the PSA to use your lights oh. so many people without lights I in know. the morning and uh. you, you you can't be seen folks you think you're being seen you are not being seen yep. I can barely see you and I'm looking for you mm -hmm. and the cars that are busy are not going to see the people yep exactly the people who are texting mm -hmm. the people who it's still nighttime for them that's the thing mm -hmm. I mean you're they're either groggy because they're up too early or worse they are on something or drunk because it's still nighttime for them yeah you know and yeah. that just take a light oh, yeah so take take some lights some reflective mm -hmm. yeah so um yes so um so i was uh yesterday when i was running by myself i was like okay i'm gonna run up and down alberta which is a commerce street a hip commerce street here yes, down northeast alberta is. so and in the more you know Hipster central yeah yeah and in the um morning you know there's not a ton of ton of traffic on that street it's not no. like people don't really commute on northeast alberta yes and so so i was running and i saw what i thought for sure was a penny so i stopped and but there were couple cars coming so I waited and it was a round copper colored leaf that had rain on it so it was glistening like it was metal mm -hmm. I was like oh I got duped mm -hmm. so uh yeah but um uh that quarter I found this morning that helped my my tally a lot yeah I went right by it mm -hmm. yep. of course you had the inside lay and you had the advantage <laughs> but you did find it I didn't see it <laughs> Did. But then you immediately started your looking for more. Of course I did. Uh, yeah, I know, because the last time you found a quarter and was sheer brilliance. Yes, and then I found another one. And you ran by that quarter. And I ran by on, that quarter. on your side. Yep. And and now my children are screaming because this has been an uptown change. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, okay, but so, well, speaking of your kids, yeah. you only have one at home now. I do. I only have Ellie at home. Yes. She's 17. I know. She and doesn't talk to me. <laughs> She stays in her room. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. My children are just loving. They spend all their time with me, particularly 15-year-old Phoebe. <laughs> well, I love the hell out of that kid, and I think she likes me, but uh, yeah, I don't see much of her. Yeah. She, she's busy, and then she does like to sit in her room and be on her phone and do her own thing. So it's yeah. sad. It's it's quiet. Yeah. 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 It did. So that uh, when I went over to your house on Friday evening to watch Middlemarch. Yes. Um, <laughs> Which we thought was going to be one disc. Oh, it turns out it's 420 minutes long. Let me do the math for you, people. That's seven hours. 
<laughs> and even if it if it's got something on the other side, that's not going to make up all that time. No, and d- d- disc don't see. <laughs> DVDs don't have other sides. <laughs> well, Johnson had something on the other side. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it does thing. have another side. That's so, what being in three dimension means. But, but me turning it over isn't no, going to do anything? No, there's nothing. It cannot be printed on both oh, sides. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm still going to try. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to go home and see, put all your CDs in upside down. Maybe there's a whole other album on the other side. Oh, my gosh. The unreleased Michael Jackson no, you're making fun of me. You, I never you make You used fun. to be so nice. <laughs> but it didn't say volume one or anything. Now i got to find the rest oh, of the Oh, I know. Walmart. And you got it from the library. And it didn't say on the front. Because typically the library will say like, yeah. you know, five discs. So that when you return it, you know to have five discs in there. Because is she going to stay with the ugly husband? Or is she going to get with the young, hot cousin? <laughs> exactly. I don't oh know. So we are talking about Middle March by George Eliot. Which is a novel I have tried countless times to read and it is so dense and i have not tried to read it so how do i know if she gets together with him <laughs> i know just because he's on the cover does not mean he's going to be more than a cameo maybe no. she's going to stay with the husband and so i have to say that the hot cousin is played by rufus sewell so if you know your british actors you know that rufus sewell is h-o-t and so we're watching it was getting kind of slow and i was like we need more rufus sewell <laughs> and then there he was and then he turns the corner and turns the corner i'm like sweet my my prayers have been answered <laughs> so um so hey mal so give an update on your knee yeah knees um mm-hmm. better better in general the i never had an mri but it's presumed to be a meniscal tear and i'm able to do you know we did six miles a day and that mm-hmm. went fine and we did eight and nine nine miles yeah eight and a half mm-hmm. yeah on on the weekend and so i've worked up to that which i feel really really grateful for but um after runs I'll have, um, well, stiffness, not really mm. swelling so much, uh, and, and but I, I get through it. But I'm never, like, completely comfortable in my knees at mm. all anymore. Mm. Um, and going downstairs is my big struggle. I can go up mm. okay, but it's the going down because it'll catch. Mm-hmm. Um, so... So I'm grateful to be doing as much as I am. I'm mm-hmm. not sure it's I'm gonna, grateful as well. Yeah, I'm not sure it's going to get a whole lot better. Um, if this is the new norm, mm. I can I can deal with this. But mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I ain't what I used to be. I know, I know, but that doesn't stop us from scheming. It does not. <laughs> And you had a brilliant scheme, which I jumped right on. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I floated that balloon and you're like, yes. Um, so the brilliant scheme is that we go to Anchorage Mayor's Marathon next June. That's June of 2018. I, but it's like the upcoming June. I'm like, this June. You're like, next June. I'm like, but it's the next one. <laughs> yeah, so we We're had a long debate over one. that, over what what next and this so means and all those things. So 2018. So that's this summer, this coming summer. <laughs> yes. Um, so, um, Last summer. This see, summer. See, that's funny because when I say this summer, I would mean the one mean, we just you finished. You mean last summer. <laughs> This is when this is the point of the podcast where people turn it off or they wonder where the interview starts. Yeah, yeah, taking a look. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Where's the 15 second two. fast yeah. forward button? <laughs> Keep listening, folks. <laughs> so, um, yes, yeah, so June of 2018, our scheme is to go to Anchorage Mayor's Marathon, but run the half. Yes, and it's the solstice. It is the solstice. It, solstice weekend. And it's north, so it'll be really. Right. Oh my gosh, it is be- almost the land of the midnight sun. Yeah. And so that and so the the backstory on this is that I keep in the notes section of my iPhone a list of all the states where another mother runner has had an event, either been in an expo, had a party, spoken at something, had a retreat, whatever it is. And I take some pride in that list because I want to keep adding to it. And I get so excited when I can add a, add a state to it. Um, and so I forget when, maybe in the spring I was, or maybe over the summer, that being this summer, <laughs> I thought, Did you okay. just give me the finger when you did that? <laughs> I did not. I did not. <laughs> I was showing you my new, man, oh, my new gel manicure. Okay. Um, and uh, so I... Uh, I was like, oh, okay, let's let's do some, you know, add some states to this list. And it is incredibly reasonably priced to fly on 
Alaska Airlines to Alaska from Portland. And so I thought, okay, I've, and so I knew this one is on the solstice. And so I believe it's the biggest race in Alaska. Oh. Um, and so just really excited. So I floated that by you saying that, you know, oh, I want us to, you know, have a booth there. And I don't know, I might talk to them, see if we, if I could talk or something and um, speak at it. And so you're like, yeah, it sounds oh. great. Oh, I, I, to be in Alaska for solstice, I think will just be fantastic. Uh-huh. I've always, I've always wanted to go to Alaska. I've never been there. And I think that's the perfect time to go. Yeah. I don't think we'll probably see much in the way of Northern Lights. Yeah. Because it will be light, but, right. <laughs> <laughs> which is another thing I want to see sometime, but I, I'm so excited. So I've started watching uh, Below Zero or something it's about people that live north of the arctic circle around the arctic circle in oh Alaska. my goodness yeah i mean i know we're not going to have that experience <laughs> you know we're going to be in a hotel yeah. not in a not in a shack but uh-huh, i, I yeah. like to we'll do have my, running water i like to do my deep dives on things so i was right. like oh i'm gonna watch netflix on it. <laughs> right. i don't know why right. it's, it's fascinating you're showing yeah. like how the natives fish and you know people do subsistence hunt, hunting and it's been Oh my goodness! Kind of a yeah. Fun show. yeah. Oh yeah. No, I bet. I bet. Mm-hmm. So we we will be living it ourselves. So and mm-hmm. then the other race that I am seriously considering being at um, at the expo is the Oklahoma City Memorial Marathon, mm. which is so then be adding Oklahoma. And I will refrain from singing oh, it. Oh come on! I will. Come on! No, come no, on. no, no. We've yes. already lost people on the this next summer thing. <laughs> we did do a rousing chorus of the entire Oklahoma, the song itself, and we were with Lane, your older mm-hmm. daughter, and she she knows all the words. I couldn't tell whether she was impressed or mortified that we knew. She I was just, the one who knew all the words. Well, but she knows a lot of them, and yeah. she knows uh, Siri with the French on top. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Siri. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Siri with the fringe Siri. on top. It's a special. It's with the iPhone 10. You get Siri with the fringe on top. It's the other side. <laughs> it's the side. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, if you can't tell, nothing I love better than beating a joke into the ground. Um, so uh, one thing I do want to give a um, pop culture. Well, I don't even know if it's pop culture. Maybe it's, um, I don't know. I have to give a shout out to a movie I saw over the weekend with Jack. <clears throat> Loving Vincent, and it is the first ever full-length feature, completely with painted. Um, it's com- it's painted it's, instead of being animated. It's completely hand painted by more than a hundred artists. And beautiful. Oh, totally in the style of Van Gogh, and uh, <laughs> Vincent Van Gogh, and uh, having been to the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam and having seen a bunch of, I mean, I've seen Vincent van Gogh exhibits around the world. And so um, I knew that unusual way to American ears of saying it. So, but it is, um, it is the story. It's um, a, the postal postmaster's son goes off to try to find, deliver this letter um, that uh, was written by, um, I think Theo Van Gogh after his brother died, but I didn't know that. And so he was trying to get it in the right hands. And so he talks to all these people who were um, in Arles where um, Vincent Van Gogh died. Mm. And so, you know, because there's new, you'll like this, Molly, there's new controversy saying that Vincent Vincent did not kill himself, oh. but that he was sh- shot. Oh my goodness. That he was murdered. Wow. And, um, and there is fairly compelling scientific evidence to support that theory. And I know you love a good conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. And so this was definitely in that exploring that vein, but in not sensational way at all. Mm-hmm. And it is just such a lush, engaging, moving, oh, so moving movie. And so what they do is in a lot of the scenes, it it is a spin on his own, on his pictures, on his paintings. And so mm-hmm. the guy, you know, the main character is like in the back of this, hey, hay wagon being kind of pulled you know going along this country road and several of the scenes that he sees he recognizes Vincent Mingall paintings and so oh I mean it's just so beautiful and I just found myself crying at the end of it I mean it was just so it's it's one of the best movies I've seen in years Great. so anyway so it's playing at largely art houses I think mm-hmm. it was playing at um theater 21 or whatever that play mm-hmm. places movie theater is called here so anyway so go see Loving Vincent. Sounds um, great. And has beautiful original music in it, too. Oh. So there's your bit of um, high culture for the mm-hmm. for that. So I saw Baby Driver. Oh, you did see Baby Driver on uh, on DV, on. Yeah, you could stream it. I actually saw it in the DVD. movie theater, and, and then I, I saw it again with John. Oh, yeah, you've seen it twice it. now. Yeah, I loved it. I thought that was great. 
speaking of high art and then uh the other because i haven't seen very many movies the other one i saw that which was over the summer which i last summer uh. <laughs> i don't know that i saw was uh, atomic blonde oh which yeah didn't get much press but oh yeah my, i know and it wasn't viewed as much yeah, yeah, yeah. i loved it thought yeah. that was fantastic i adore charlie's there on ah she's great and yeah. it's it's a really good crime uh-huh gangster well not gangster i don't know it's cold war it's it's really good mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i have to say that loving vincent was one of those movies that it's gonna make it hard to go see another movie because it was mm. so different it was so yeah. lush and sounds I don't like know. a good rainy day afternoon oh it was so movie. colorful oh my god it was wonderful yeah just we, to j- really get j- involved yeah. in it immerse yourself in it it was it was and mm. and uh and jack could definitely tell how moved I, I mean he knew i was crying at the end and so Aww. he like you know put his hand on my leg and i could tell he was definitely like i knew because it was sort of i w- knew i wanted to see it but he was the one who urged us to see it mm-hmm. so it made him feel very um you know like valued that yeah, he, yeah. nice date movie it was a nice date movie because i tried to get the kids to go and they wouldn't so much for sending them to art schools uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway anyway so um let's let's move on to um the guests on this show were suggested actually by a listener uh jenny eben i hope i'm saying that last name right who talked up two mother runners on the another mother runner facebook page those two women julie millen and emma jeter are what i've dubbed 100 mile mamas as earlier this month they both ran you guessed it 100 miles but not in a traditional ultra marathon race hear their stories after this break from our sponsors stay with us first up is julie millen a mom of five children as if that's not enough busyness julie works for bp oil and has her own business julie organized the jules athletic warrior 100 miler to raise money for a seven-year-old boy who has cancer as part of her 100 mile run julie completed the detroit marathon welcome julie Thank you, guys. It's so great to be here. Thanks. Thanks. So, okay, five kids. What's the age spread? Yeah, so um, ages 5 to 19. So 5, 11, 12, 18, and 19. Um, So keeps us really, really busy. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good way not to have an empty nest for a long time. It is, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting up on that myself. I only have one left at home. She's 17, and she doesn't talk to me, so... (laughs) Yeah, it's so scary. It's um, it's funny. So there's always something going on. So we deal with everything from you know college applications to first day of kindergarten right now. It's super exciting. Oh, that that is that's fantastic. It, keep, it keeps you young and makes you old at the same time. Absolutely. <laughs> it really um, you can't get into much trouble because there really isn't much extra time. <laughs> but you have time to run 100 miles, and you must have uh, started with less than 100 miles, I'm assuming. What's your evolution? Well, yeah, certainly. Yeah, no. Um, that was so, your first you know, run, right? Yeah, <laughs> 100 yeah. miles, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, you, you, you make time for the things that are important to you, um, for sure. And uh, after, you know, I had my first baby, um, I started just kind of running to stay in shape and get rid of the, the baby weight, you know. And um, so this was almost 20 years ago, right? So mm-hmm. running wasn't what it what it was now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't something that a normal everyday person like me says, I'm going to run a marathon. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even remember like those conversations really happening to start. Um, but after I had um, baby number four, um, I came up on the brink of turning 30 and it was the 30th anniversary of the Detroit Marathon the same year. And I thought, well, shoot, there isn't any time better than the present. Let's give it a shot. And so the rest is kind of history. I mean, I've, I've been a, uh, I've been a runner since. Wow. Okay. So baby number four, remind us how old that child is to give us a sense of how. Sure. So that was, um, baby number four now is 11. Um, and that was in, my first marathon was in 2007. Um, okay. Wow. Yeah. 10 years now. It's crazy. Yes. 
So in a decade, you jumped up from a marathon to a hundred. I mean, when I like when I started running, you know, the the evolution of technology is so unique. Like, you should see my first heart rate monitor that I had. It's huge, you know. And that's when, like, you know, the polar watches that barely told you anything about what you were doing were hundreds and hundreds of dollars and um, ran on batteries. <laughs> it, was, it was such a different time. It was so, it's so interesting to look back at some of those pictures now and think, wow, I mean, I remember I, when I got my first iPod, like the iPod wasn't out when I started running. Oh, I know. I think back on, you know, that I would, I would sometimes train carrying a, um, disc man or like even a walk man and play a tape and then have to pop it out and play the other side like <laughs> I, know. I know i had the sony um headphones that my kids had got me for mother's day with the radio like in the headphones <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> totally totally but, yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, so the Jules Athletic Warrior 100 miler, and am I saying that correct? J O U L E S, am I saying that correctly? Yes, Jules yeah. Athletics. So Jules Athletics is my company. Um, uh-huh. I, I, um, I make athletic clothing for real bodies. Um, oh, awesome. Part of, part of, you know, this evolution. Um, you know, when I started running, I was really excited and I felt really strong. I felt in really good shape and I was in really good shape. And I went to go buy some clothes as a little bit of a reward for myself and come to find out like you don't get skinny legs if you didn't have skinny legs to start. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> like, you know, the the thighs that are curvy, if that's what you have, that's what you're going to still have. They're just going to uh-huh. be stronger and healthier. Yep, um, yep. But I couldn't really find clothes to fit me. So um, part of the evolution over these last couple of years was starting my own clothing company. And in 2015, I decided to do that. Um, Jules is my nickname, but Jules is also, as we know, the um, measure of energy and hard work. And that's oh, yeah, oh, perfect. Put into Mm -hmm. every day. So it just, it's together. Yeah. Awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. So this, so the, so then the 100 miler, how did, how did that idea come to you and uh, what did it involve? Yeah, so the the um, Jules Athletics Warrior 100. Um, I had a um, really good friend of mine uh, about a year and a half ago pass away from her second fight um, against gynecological cancer, mm-hmm. and she through that fight um, very much earned the nickname of Warrior. Um, and actually, the the first piece in my line, um, it's a running score that will hold up to anything and it is named after her. It's called the warrior. Um, I was training for an Ironman for her last year and uh, came up on an injury um, from overuse. Um, Uh Not getting old, just overuse. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Just keep telling yourself that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I was pretty bummed out that, you know, I I had promised her literally as she was passing, I was gonna do this Mm. for her. And um, so I focused on recovery and as I focused on recovery, you know, I had a lot of time to really think and think about what I wanted to do for her. And um, about the same time, um, a little boy that I had ran my first 100 miler for in December 2015 um, had um, the news delivered to him that he was fighting cancer again. And I thought, you know, how crazy is it that these two beautiful families have not only been tasked with fighting cancer once but twice and Mm -hmm. wouldn't it be great if we could like bring them together to show like the strength of marla's family and marla's village um that still exists today and you know we still talk about her like she's here i talk to her all the time you know and then like pay that forward and give some of that strength to Brayden, the the little boy that I run for, and and his family and make them, just assure them that, hey, we've got your back. Like there's a whole village that is going to continue to celebrate you, is gonna continue to give you strength. 
um, let's do this. And with me being from Detroit, um, I started doing a little research and come to find out there was never a hundred miler run within the city limits. Um, And on my 10th anniversary of running the Detroit Marathon and me starting my marathon, this was the 40th year Mm -hmm. of the Detroit Marathon, which meant I turned 40. So I thought, you know what, it is time to bring all that together and let's get after it and and let's really make a difference. And so that's how it came together. Wow! Wow! That's a lot of pieces, and they they it weave together. A lot in a, of it, but it weaves it weaves together in a very meaningful, uh, make an impact way. That's wonderful. Yeah. It um it so really what it formed was a village. Um, mm-hmm. the Detroit Free Press Marathon was incredible. You know, I sat in their offices on a freezing cold Detroit day in January <laughs> and said, I know this sounds crazy, but um, and then I went over to Brew Detroit, which is where we ran the first 87 miles, literally um, around a half a mile loop. And oh, said, my gosh. oh, my gosh, hey, I know this sounds crazy, but and I think everyone looked at me and thought, yeah, you are crazy and I'm not going to tell you no. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, it like all came together because it it was a very meaningful, historic way to make a difference. Yeah, I guess. How many people ran this? So we had four 100 milers um, run in Detroit. We uh-huh. had um, one run in Katy, Texas. That's my friend Emma. Yeah, and we're going to talk to her. <laughs> yep, we're going to talk to her in a minute. And then um, we had another one who um, pushed her daughter um, through in an Ainsley's Angels. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah in the Woodlands, Texas. So wow. we ended up with a total of seven people running 100 milers. Um, of that, uh, four of them, it was their first 100 miler ever. Wow, wow. So think about that. I mean, it. you know, it's just, and then from, we also had a relay team, um, about 30 people participated in that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Most of whom, and that was located here in Katy, Texas, um, most of whom were recently impacted by Harvey and lost their homes. Oh, um, wow. Oh, my but goodness. they made time to do this, like unequivocally do this. It was it, wow. it's just an honor. It's incredible. So um, on site in Detroit, we had probably 50 people throughout the day just kind of show up and run laps and walk laps with us and bring us food and make us laugh and everything. It was a really great day. That's amazing. Did everybody finish, all seven? All of us. Oh. That's amazing. All of That's us. just fantastic. And you raised a good amount of money? Yeah, we did. So we raised about $2,500. Um, All right. And that, you know, every little bit makes a difference. Absolutely. Um, Braden's family lives about two hours from where he um, gets his treatments. Mm-hmm. And so just, you know, the cost of traveling back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to the medical expenses and all of that, um, you know, it really taxes on a family. And so um, his mom's recently had to take, you know, quite a bit of time off work and just doesn't have a lot of paid leave left. So, um, Mm. you know, every little bit makes a difference. And we're going to do it again for him. Awesome. So you pushed Braden in the final mile of your marathon, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. So you got him out there and you did that? Yep, we sure did. Uh, so we worked with Ainsley's Angels, uh, a mm-hmm. friend of mine who was another person, Jessica Ellington. She was running the 100 with us. Um, she's very active in Ainsley's Angels, and we got a chair donated to him wow. uh, in honor of uh, a friend whose daughter recently passed in, in June. Um, so we certainly wish that Catherine Christie could have been here um, to to be pushed through the race as well. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Braden filled that void loud and clear, and uh, he put his hands up as we crossed the finish line. Mm-hmm. It was oh. really cool. So he had um, a good time. Yeah, he had a great time. He so he was out there the day before mm-hmm. um, on Saturday. Uh, he was out there when I passed the marathon mark. So I guess officially he was uh-huh. the first 
2017 Detroit Free Press Marathon finisher. <laughs> and then, um, he he said to me, he's like, Miss Julie, um, you know, let's see if I can run a 5K. And so that little boy ran a 5K. Really? Um, and he looked at me and he said, you know, my goal was really an 8K. And I'm like, are you sure? Because 8K, that's a big distance. He's like, yup. And he did. He finished an 8K on his own. Well, why are we talking to you? We need to be talking to I Brandon. I know. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Absolutely incredible. How old is Brayden? He's seven. He's going to be eight. Dang, and, uh, man, he's, he's got some uh, time to get faster and better, too. Oh he's off gosh. to a good start. He sprinted, the, he sprinted at the end, and I swear to you, I couldn't catch him. Like, <laughs> there, was, there was nothing. And he came out of the blue and sprinted as well. So it wasn't like he gave me warning. Um, so, yeah, he smoked me. Um, it was really fun. So, oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. my God. So, so sorry. So talk to, talk to people who, um, so tell how the marathon kind of sandwich in there. I thought you kind of ran, I don't know, I can't do the math on the fly, but like 72 or something miles before, and then did the marathon with everybody else. But it sounds like you were kind of given special access to the course. Talk us, talk us through the logistics of the hundred miles. Yeah. So the first, um, 87 miles was essentially run, um, around a Detroit city block. Um, it was a half wow. a mile loop. Um, and it, it was, uh, it was pretty mental. Um, there were some, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were some safety concerns during the dark hours. So we actually had to shorten the loop and make it, um, a 0.3 mile loop. Oh, oh my, my God, Molly and I just traded a look like, are you kidding me? Oh, man. And you live to tell that tale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So it was, um, you know, you would run and you would pass like the, the base camp and the cheering section, right? And you would keep passing them and you'd ask for a lap count and literally like, I mean, you didn't even get a mile in. And you're thinking, but I just said hi to you three times. I wasn't even a mile yet. Um, so we did that, and we had a plan A and a plan B. Um, plan A was to run 87 if we could get it in and then get over to the start on Sunday morning of the Detroit Free Press Marathon and finish the half with them. Mm. Or if we couldn't get enough miles in, we would finish the full. Wow. Um, and the, the marathon was happy to be flexible with, you know, my um, registration, et cetera, um, you know, registering for the full and then giving me the flexibility for what I could do at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I had to stay, I had to stay ahead of the pace. Mm. So what's interesting Ooh. about the um, Detroit Marathon is that it actually crosses into Canada. Right, I've heard that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you cross the bridge, and then you run in Canada, and you come back through the tunnel. And they mm -hmm. close the bridge at a specific time, and mm. they close the tunnel at a specific time. So if I couldn't make either of those cutoffs, there was nothing that they could do. Wow. Um, so, I mean... So we ran uh, roughly 84 miles um, and were able to do the half marathon um, and finish up that course. And then we ran the last three on the private uh, half mile around the block course um, mm -hmm. at, in front of the brewery and finished it up right there. Okay. So you did the half marathon and then yeah. Finished, yeah. finished back up in your old turf. Yeah, yeah. Familiar yeah. stomping grounds, literally. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I'll tell you, I mean, there are perks finishing in front of a brewery. You have a nice cold beer delivered to you as you cross the finish line. <laughs> so. Oh, my goodness. Did you really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Strohs. Yeah. Nice, nice cold Strohs. There isn't anything better than that after 100 miles. Oh, my gosh. Goodness. Spoken like a true Mi Michiganer or how to, Michiganer. Yeah. yeah. Michiganer, yeah. 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 What, what kind yeah. of pace were you able to do for the half marathon? Um, so I was doing about a 16-minute um, mile mm -hmm. average. Um, uh -huh. the, the front, I was doing about a 13-minute pace. Uh -huh. um, just, again, to make the cutoffs. 
um, through once I got back into the US um, I kind of recharged my batteries a little bit and I dropped down actually to 20 on purpose um, mm -hmm. so I had enough left in the tank to run Brayden in because I knew he was going to want to run it in not walk it in Wow. And, um, so I needed mm -hmm. to have some left in the tank so I recharged a little bit there uh, and then finished her up um, and ran him in wow that's great. It's awesome. Is that yeah. pretty a pretty typical pace for a hundred miles? To, I mean, I I just I can't imagine. But what? I, what I mean, there are, gosh, there are people who run it wicked fast. Um, yeah. So that's how I kind of got into you know doing races for other people because I'm not I am not fast. You know, my mm -hmm. marathon PR is a four thirty. Mm -hmm. um, that you know I'm average you know from a runner's mm -hmm. perspective mm -hmm. um i so i kind of give back to those that can um my friend emma you know helped me do that um and and really be comfortable with doing that you know i for a little bit just because of the people that i hang around um like my one friend gordon who ran with us like he runs a three-hour marathon pushing wow his his daughter in a, oh my goodness angels chariot i mean he is so fast <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. that's amazing yeah it is well, and those are the people i hang around so then you know i'm thinking like <laughs> here's me you know lollygallying around doing a 431 but you know if you do it for a different purpose um and you do it with your heart it kind of um it fulfills you in a different way and then you oh, know yeah. the distances are 1000 percent mental um for sure mm -hmm. so well yeah. there's a physical component there too i mean you've yeah, got stamina Stamina out the yin yang. <laughs> yeah, no, there is. I mean, but you have to be willing to, you know, when it hurts, um, to your your mind will give up before your body for sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So how was sure. it going through the night? It was tough. Um, it rained, um, so we had almost all four seasons uh, in Detroit that day. It didn't quite <laughs> snow. Um, but we had 100% humidity um, and 70 degrees at the start, which um, oh, that is miserable. Great. It was it well, it was awful. But again, I train in Houston, so that's actually pretty typical. Um, <laughs> so and then it got cold, and then it got hot again, and then the rain came, and it was uh, it rained all night long. It poured. Um, so then, oh. you know, you, you get wet and you don't get dry. Your skin just doesn't dry. And so mm -hmm. you work through it. Um, mm -hmm. I was wearing all my own gear and I don't nice. have one chafing spot on me from my gear, but, um, I don't make socks yet. So my feet, I had, my feet are not pretty, uh, but they're better now. So that's fine. <laughs> Well, and a good and a good testimonial to your athletic apparel. Yeah. You know that you're making good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. No, it it stands up. It's made to move. Um, <laughs> it is made to be tried and true, and it and it does. So, yeah. Did you absolutely. feel Marla with you there in the night? I'm sorry. Did you feel your friend Marla there with you in the night? <laughs> I did. I, so her husband came on site, and. Um, it was funny after Andy left um, it was late and it was raining pretty hard and you know I assured him I've got this and I was actually running by myself for a little while I just kind of needed a little bit of a reset and um, I felt I kept feeling a tap on me I know mm. it's crazy but I did and I swear it was her just kind of pushing me through um, yep. it, mm. yeah it yeah it, it was yeah. pretty special. Um, I heard somebody say bomb diggity, uh, which is something <laughs> used to always say. Uh, one of my friends shouted it and it was, a, it's a word that like she never uses. So I, I was like, yep, Marla told you to say that. I got it. I'm oh, moving wow. forward. Left, right, repeat. <laughs> That's wow. great. Well, how do you stay injury free doing all these miles? Sometimes you, you don't, you know, some, sometimes you don't, um, you know, I spent three months of last year in a boot. Um, and I can tell you, you know, for somebody who exercises for purpose and stress relief, um, and I really enjoy it, uh, you know, when you can't do that, um, it gets tough, but you, you learn, um, you learn to slow down, you learn to listen to your body a little bit more, um, 
when you get into the ultra distances, you know, you can talk yourself through anything. Um, you know, you can say, I'm, I'm not hurt. I just need to stretch, stretch it out. Keep going. Let's go. Why are you stopping? And so mm-hmm. you, you've got to, you can become your own worst enemy. Um, but, uh, but you do, I mean, you just take care of yourself. I'm, I'm vegan. Um, mm-hmm. so I think that helps quite a bit. Um, I'm pretty clean from a food perspective, which I really believe that that has helped me stay in shape as as long as I have and as injury free as I have for the amount of miles that I've done um, and just kind of generally taking care of yourself. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. listening to your body. Yeah, Yeah. good. You're 40. Is that right? Yep. Turn 40 in in July. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you, you have time to have some more kids. <laughs> you, your ovaries are still firing, girlfriend. <laughs> You'll never have that empty nest. Done. Yeah. So what's next on your docket? Well, so planning, um, planning another race um, for Brayden. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's going to be another good one. Um, All right. Maybe yeah. he'll run this one, huh? Yeah. yeah. He'll be healthy and he can go out there and do a 10K. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it was um, ironic. So he spent um, the first two, well, two weeks before the race in the hospital. Um, mm. His counts were so bad that they had to stop chemo. And oh, wow. the day after the race, he went back to the hospital for a check-in, and his counts were as good as they had ever been. Oh, um, wow. It was like somebody turned a switch, and the doctor asked his mom, like, you know, what did you guys do over the weekend? And she told him, and um, so... You know, it kind of, it warms you, particularly as a mother, when you hear that, wow, did, you know, maybe did we have that profound effect um, on him? Because he, he and his family sure were showered with love and they returned it in spades too. So I hope that his spirit soaring really helped his, his health for sure. Oh, I think it's undoubtable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, they've done research on the power of prayer. There's something there, Mm -hmm. you know, some positive thoughts. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe Marla was there, had a little hand in it too. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're, there's another hundred coming up in December. Um, And then uh, working on a really cool spring race for him in Michigan. That will be another, um, it's never been done before. And, all we can do is give it a try and give it our best and have a bunch of fun doing it and hopefully get um, some money raised for the family. And I have to say that um, uh, I can see Braden, you know, he's going to be like 30 and living in Michigan and he's going to have a slight Texas twang and people are going to be like, so dude, how'd you end up here in Michigan? He's like, well, you, you got a couple minutes. I got a story to tell you. <laughs> coolest part was too is like while he was being celebrated in Michigan literally the streets where I live in Katy were mm-hmm. lined with signs that said like you've got this Brayden go Brayden uh-huh. I mean we love you like there are pictures on Facebook that you look at them and you just cannot help but well up it was so heartwarming that you know he's never been here people have never met him here like I just got to meet him for the first time this summer actually and um, people gave like everything they could both emotionally and otherwise you know to to really celebrate him like he had a rap song written for him by like one of my friends friends it's like this famous rapper it, it was just so cool Oh my gosh. So wait, so he lives he lives in Michigan or he lives in Texas? He lives in Michigan. Oh, I thought he lived in Texas. Oh I my do. goodness. Yeah, no, no, no. I do. Um Oh, wow. In Michigan. So that's that's why I wanted it to be there. So if um he was feeling up to it then Oh, all right. Wow, I was like, wow, his doctors were really lenient to let him fly no. from Texas to Michigan. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Too. All right, okay, good. All right, okay. It makes makes it all fits into place now. Oh, that's uh that's wonderful that you yeah. then this wasn't so I thought this was like someone that you like went to your kid's school and that you saw on a daily basis and oh, no, goodness. No, I met him 
So in 2015, when I um, decided to run my first 100, I put out there on Facebook and said, I'm running 100 miles. Um, it's time for me to do this, but I want to do this um, for a, a child fighting cancer. Um, that's what the run was for. It's called the Snowdrop Foundation. And um, within five minutes, my sister-in-law posted and said, hey, my best friend's son is fighting cancer. Would you consider running for Brayden? And I mm. said, absolutely. And so I sent his mom a note introducing myself and um, the rest is history. But mm. I had actually never had the opportunity to meet him um, until this uh, July. He came up. Um, to our cottage in northern Michigan and we spent a day together and that was the first time I got to meet him and um, I mean you want to talk about falling in love with someone <laughs> he's just the best so mm. yeah well you have you have a, a very big heart uh, in terms of endurance and, endur and in terms of love Julie so um, yeah. we applaud you thank you all right, so now we're joined by Emma Jeter, a mother of three young children whom she homeschools. Yes. Uh, yes, that's the reason we might hear a kid or two in the background. <laughs> um, and so Emma ran her 100 miles in Katy, Texas, so a markedly different landscape and climate than Julie ran through. Right. Emma's, yeah, Emma's 100 miles was comprised of running a four-mile loop 25 times. And thank you for joining us, Emma. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm uh, honored to be here. So I can hear from your accent that you're a native Texan. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Um, no, I, I was uh, born in um, England, in Yorkshire, close uh -huh. to Leeds. Um, uh -huh. Moved over here, what, 15 years ago. Okay. Okay. And um, so, and we hear from your pal Ginny that you uh, started running just a few years ago. So talk us through uh, yes. your running resume. Right. Well, I started... Um, I, first time I started to run was after I'd had my daughter Bella who's 10 years old and then I got pregnant again and when I'm I'm the kind of pregnant mama who likes to eat all the food and then all the leftovers um, and so I gained a lot of weight with each pregnancy and I had three in a row well I, they're two years apart so mm -hmm. it felt like three in a row um, so the we could not afford a gym we had a very little limited budget um, and so I just got a pair of shoes and decided I would run a little bit and my husband was happy to watch the kids if I was doing an exercise so um, I think he was kind of sick of having this big fat mama <laughs> so not I would three run. kids he wasn't he, <laughs> he obviously liked something better <laughs> three kids in quick succession I think yeah. uh, I think he's digging yeah. your scene yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. but anyway yeah. so yeah. so he's watching the kids so you're like oh, right. 100 miles sounds good well <laughs> Go no I see at first I sucked at running I saw I would run two blocks and then I would walk back to the house and then I the next time I would go out I would see if I could run three blocks mm -hmm. and I would walk back and then I would try and run out and run back and it just sort of gradually increased um, and it became for me a time when it was like the only time in my day that I was completely solo mm -hmm. I would listen to worship music I would pray I would sing I it was really just a personal it was a personal time for me and it was a, a moment of refreshment mm -hmm. which sounds crazy because you're running and it's not refreshing at all but it it really was a, um, a really precious time um, after that first few uh, blocks that I ran with at the beginning so <laughs> mm -hmm. it became really important to me to have that time well I bet and then because with three kids and keeping them home all the time, you don't get a minute, mm -hmm. which is kind of the goal. And I want that. And I, I, I choose that daily. Mm -hmm. the, but some days I look at the school bus going past with a little bit of a wistful eye. <laughs> <laughs> Flag it down. Can they just get on just for, can yeah. they just ride to school and then just come back? Today. Yeah, just, just for a little while. Just give me a break. But uh -huh. Uh -huh. No, on the whole, I'm I'm glad I have them at home. They're they're great kids, and I love them to death. But my running is essential to my sanity, for mm -hmm. sure. So you must and have so, done. Oh, go ahead. Well, I I then um I, I wanted to see if I could run a marathon, and my husband um said, well, you really need to run a 20 mile run before you can sign up for a marathon because you don't know if you can do that. Hmm. So the next weekend, 
I just did that. Didn't train, didn't plan. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just said, I'm going to run 20 miles and see if it see what it feels like. Well, if you don't train, 20 miles sucks. Just let uh-huh, me tell it you. Sucks don't hard. do yeah. that. It's mm-hmm. awful. So I ran 10 miles out and 10 miles back because I figured by the time I get out, I have to finish. At least I'm going to finish the 20 because I have to to get home. Mm-hmm. And I got home. I cried like a baby. I sat down in the chair. It took me probably two weeks to recover. And I thought, this is a dumb idea. I'm not doing that again. But eventually, that idea just didn't go away. So I secretly signed up for a, a marathon. Uh-huh. Um, didn't tell anybody. Didn't tell friends, husband. I wasn't running with anybody then. So I was running alone, just doing my thing. I wasn't training. I was just running uh-huh. and just running a little bit longer every time. And um, I was just happened to be in the in the hallway at church talking to another girl, and was she was talking about where she lived, and I'm like, oh, I must have run past your house because I I've been running in that area, and I was telling her about it, and I said, you'll never. So what I've done is I've signed up for this marathon, but I haven't told anybody, and she <laughs> had done exactly the same thing, and it oh. was the same marathon. Oh, there you go. That's that's amazing. Divine right. intervention. You found your running Absolutely. partner. Absolutely. <laughs> Completely a God appointment. Uh-huh. And um, she lived near me. And so we then would run together. Um, and a, a, again, it was a great spiritual time for us. It was a, we would pray for each other. We would talk about spiritual things. We would talk about our faith. And it was just, it was still, it still is a really precious thing. Having, mm-hmm. I mean, when else do you get an hour, an hour and a half with somebody and you're just with them and you're just focused on one another. That's such a precious friendship thing. Mm-hmm. Just if running is great for that, isn't it? Yeah, because it's, your brain cannot filter what you're saying right. because it's right. too busy concentrating on breathing. And so you are your most, in my opinion, I think you're your most truest, honest self when you're running because you, you, you really can't be anything up other Mm -hmm. (laughs) truly and you're you're tired you've kind of broken down so you you can't uh, put up those walls that you would in a coffee shop yes absolutely Mm -hmm. and you're not looking directly at somebody too so it's really easy to be vulnerable when you're not looking into somebody else's eyes Mm -hmm. it's like because you're side by side there's a thing about I don't know it's a little less intimidating to just spill your your soul yeah my uh... um Dimity, my business partner, always equates it to being on a road trip. And she says, when your eyes are on the road, you can speak from the heart. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Well, Tanya, my friend that I was running with then, she um, was in a group and kept saying, you should come join this running club. You should. And I was like, ah. I don't like people. I don't like <laughs> Molly. You found a kindred spirit. <laughs> exactly. I was just gonna say, you pray. I get my vitriol out. I, I complain about everything for as long as she'll listen to me. Well, I was just. I'm just. I'm an introverted person. I like to be in the background. I'm. I'm. I'm kind of quiet. I like to be. I don't mind being out helping people, but I don't want to be the person in front. I like to be in the background, hiding, and you can't really do that in a big group of people. So she eventually wore me down and I did end up going and running with this group. And I just, I I would, I loved it. I loved it because it's the same, It for an introvert, it's that same sense of nobody's looking at me mm-hmm. so I can just talk and they're talking too. And you don't even have to talk because they're talking and because they're talking, the miles are flying by and you're not even noticing Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was just such a uh, an eye opener about I I could understand why she had been banging on about joining a group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and gosh! So, I, got, I I have to say that I hope you do talk because I could just listen to your beautiful British accent and your oh. <laughs> your your collo- your slang your British slang like all day long. <laughs> oh well, thank you very much. <laughs> So, so, but, but tell us how that evolved into then stepping up to do your first hundred miler. Was it your, was it these friends, this group who talked you into it? it really, no, it really wasn't. I, the, we were in California still at the time and we ran our marathon and we ran um, another one the following year and it was great. And then we moved to Texas and I was, it was not a choice moving to Texas. We, we had, uh, my husband is military and he had oh. retired after 20 years. 
and got himself a job in California. And we were like, sweet, we are set. We're going to live here forever. And then he lost his job. And at first I was all, you know what? Millions of people live on unemployment. It's not a problem. And then we got our unemployment check. And I was like, yeah, this is a problem. Because <laughs> you can't live on that. So I said to him, just apply nationwide for three months for the job you want. And then after that, you have to do whatever job you can find. But for three months, just apply nationwide and let's see what, what God does, where he sends us. And he sent us to Katie. And I was mad when I got here. <laughs> is that bad to say? Because Katie versus um, San Diego... San Diego wins on all fronts. You think? Um, I mean, Do you think? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. There's no ocean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's but, not an ocean breeze blowing off the Pacific. <laughs> but I exactly. have a feeling your opinion of Katie has changed. It has, yes. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've been here three and a half years now, and I am very happy, and I love it, and I love the people, and I have got over myself. But I spent a year being mad. Mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. because it wasn't it wasn't San Diego mm-hmm. <laughs> and the first run I did here everyone talks about humidity and I was like yeah whatever so I did a, a five mile run which was our base miles it was no big deal and at the end of that run the first one in Katy I was with a group of people I would, didn't I just met uh-huh. I was a wreck. I almost threw up outside the store that we were running from. Oh my I, goodness. I had to be helped because of the humidity. And I had mm-hmm. not even run fast. Yeah, and you weren't used so to it. So it, it certainly humbles you. This running thing, that's one of the things I love about it, is that as soon as you think like you've got the handle on something, it will it'll humble you. Like it will throw weather at you or your run will be terrible or something will happen to make you go, no, you still have some work to do. And mm-hmm. I like that. So no. I had talked to a friend there, um, Liz, and she talked about doing these crazy long races. And I was like, she's bonkers. There is no <laughs> way. Like, why would you go more than 26.2? That's just nuts. And then I met Julie, and she's nuts too, um, <laughs> <laughs> in the best possible way. So we ran um, together in uh, a local running group got a run and um, she had this want to do a hundred and so we kind of ended up doing it together we ran a hundred K first at the Habanero hundred race um, which is in the middle of July in Houston in ridiculous heat <laughs> and humidity oh that sounds lovely just lovely yeah. Uh-huh. It's just fabulous. <laughs> and they weigh you. So every loop oh. that you run, they weigh you because if you lose more than five pounds in that loop, they'll make you sit down and wait till you put that weight back on because it's so hot and it's so sweaty and it's so uncomfortable. Oh, maybe that's a good indication that maybe they ought to change the time of year that they're running it. Like, <laughs> how about uh, January? The, the, the other thing about that race is that it starts at noon. Oh. Uh. Uh. <laughs> oh my gosh, a bunch of sadists. Well, it's 100K, so but what time are you finishing? Like, probably in the morning? Um, We finished the following morning, yeah. So yeah, we started so... at noon on Saturday, and we finished by Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That way people can get home and make their pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you and guys I... did the, this 100K together yeah. before the 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 one that Jules did, the yes, fundraiser. Yes, before the, before the snowdrop. Um, mm, and it was Snowdrop, which is the, the they do a loop of 0.75 miles. Mm. And it's you run that loop, I don't know, it's like 140 times or 135 times. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. I mean, there are good, there's good and bad in that. It sounds, it sounds monotonous, and it, it is. Mm-hmm. But you are also, you don't need to carry anything because you're, you're half a mile away from food, nutrition, bathroom, everything. Mm-hmm. So there's a um, definite benefit in that. Um, and but the first time I ran that race, I didn't raise any money for it. It's a, it's a race that's designed to raise money for a children's cancer um, right. hospital locally. And I didn't realize that. And they have all these signs around the course that have pictures of these kids. And people are either running in honor of them or in memory of them. And it's just heartbreaking heartbreaking ah, ah, I bet 
So the year oh. after that, I re-ran that race and I fundraised like a crazy person and raised mm -hmm. lots of money for them because I uh -huh. felt like I needed to redeem it. Right, right. Sure, make up for the previous year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Once I learned about what it was all about and I had, I'd asked them if I could be connected because so years and years ago, I heard about a website called I Run For um, and basically that was started by a guy who used to run past um, the house of his a guy who was in a wheelchair and he would always oh. say I'll run these miles for you uh -huh. and his name was Michael so it started off as I run for Michael and you can go to that website as a runner and be connected with somebody who can't run and you can oh. run for them oh, wow. and it's adults and kids usually it's kids because there's a lot of sick kids um, mm -hmm. around but I got connected with a little boy called Jackson who has Kabuki syndrome which is a strange genetic um, condition that affects his entire body and he is oh. often very very sick and I would because I need a why mm -hmm. in a race like 100 miles you can get to beyond 50 and you need to know why you're doing it it's mm -hmm. not enough the med, you're not doing it for a medal mm -hmm. because you have to fight through the pain in your feet the pain in your um the pain everywhere. <laughs> and, <laughs> and if so you're, you're going to say, go ahead. Oh, well, I think it's part of your, your, what you were going to say when you're doing those 25 laps of your four mile loop, mm -hmm. is that what you're reflecting on? How do you get yourself through that? I use, so each loop, I would say a prayer for Braden um, in this last oh. one, because it was about him and we were trying to raise money for his family. So that mm -hmm. would be my reminder at the beginning of the four miles of why, why you have mm -hmm. to keep going, why you keep putting one foot in front of another. Um, but actually this, this, what really kept me going in Katie this time was um, the, the running community. I mean, I've never felt more lifted up, supported and uh, loved on by a mm. group of people in my life. I had, so my original plan with Braden's race was to go to Detroit with Julie and um, do what she did. Mm -hmm. And um, being of low budget, I had to save up my money before I could um, register to run the Detroit um, half marathon. And mm -hmm. I missed the deadline and it closed. Oh. Oh. And so I didn't want to go to Detroit and have to run the last 13 miles by myself. Sure. So yeah. I decided, I didn't want to not run it at all either. I didn't want to quit because I was training and I it was it was my goal. So mm -hmm. I said, I kind of put out feelers in our running group and said, hey, do you guys, if I was to run it here, would somebody run with me overnight? Mm -hmm. And this is just after Harvey had been through and people have been working and, and recovering from that. And a friend of mine, Katie, put together a sign-up genius and she basically listed all the hours I'd be running, which is plus right, close to 30 mm. and um within a few minutes all the nighttime hours were covered by people oh, that had volunteered that's amazing wow yeah wow yeah i i may have cried quite a lot <laughs> were they all people you knew or were some of them people you didn't know most of the people that i ran with were people i knew some some that i didn't know so well um some that I knew more than, more than others. There was one guy that I didn't know at all. He um, just heard about it through our community because everybody talks. Mm -hmm. um, and he just showed up to run some laps with me. He was a fascinating character, actually. His That's name great. is Tori, and he um, he's a, a bull rider. Oh, my goodness. I know, right? Like the coolest thing. So, yeah. And he, he runs. And he runs, and he does Ironmans, and he does is he? like... Is Completely. he bow <laughs> He is. He's this really cool-looking dude with a massive beard, and he is just the nicest guy. Um, so it was great. I had I had company for every hour that I ran. Oh wow! And they all just volunteered. This was not a race where you were getting any benefit except for running for Braden, and uh -huh. um, and yeah, it was just incredible. And there, there's a store here in Katie that's just opened called Good Times Running. Uh -huh. They were uh -huh. um, kind enough to let me use their. Uh, they haven't opened yet, so it's an it's an empty store. Um, mm -hmm. They let me use that as my base. So I had people would wait. People that were running with me would wait in the store. I could stop every loop, 
use the bathroom, have something to eat. Um, it was just incredible. It was just incredible. I don't know what else to say. It was it. When I think about it, I still get choked up at the thought that people gave up that time just to help me achieve something for Braden. So it was. Well, it sounds incredible. like an amazing community there in Katy. Just sounds like oh, the people yes. are very warm and giving and welcoming. Yes. Yes, and they really are. And this past year has really been a testament to that. I mean, when Harvey went through, it's awful and it's been horrible, but it's also been incredible to see how this community looks out for one another and helps one another. And I know, I don't think we would have known that about one another had it not happened. Mm -hmm. And so if there's a silver lining to something hideous, that's what it would be for me, is that we now know that we live in a community where people will will help each other and will reach out. And if you're in need and you say you're in need, they'll help you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, these people would give you the shirt off their back. They're, they're, yeah. yeah. Sounds wonderful. Sounds wonderful. So, so what's, what's next for you on the running calendar, Emma? I have just connected with a new child for Snowdrop. So um, I talked with his mom the other day. His name is Josiah. He's seven years old and he's fighting um, acute myeloid leukemia. The first treatment that he had didn't work, so they're oh. banking on this next round. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I will run Snowdrop in December. It's mm-hmm. um, that same race, and I'll run it for him. Um, so my goal in that is to beat last year's fundraising. So I managed to raise $6,000 last year. I would like to beat that this year. Oh, that's so fantastic. Shall, awesome. That's the next goal. That's fantastic. And you and Julie will be doing both doing that, right? Yes, she's doing that too, and I'm excited to be able to run with her. Because one of the most disappointing things about missing the Detroit bit was that we were supposed to get some time together. Um, (laughs) Quite a bit of time together, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that would have been nice, but look what you you would have missed out on had you been there. Well, absolutely. Yeah, you had such an amazing experience. It was. It was incredible. And I struggle with insecurity. I struggle with thinking like, I don't want to bother anybody. I don't want people to be put out by me. And to see all these people just jump in and Mm -hmm. and carry me through this race. And it it has been a really soul refreshing and confidence building thing on a personal level for me. So yeah, sounds sounds very transformative. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Emma. Uh, Really, just you touched upon some important values for for running and and being a a member of a community. So thank you. And obviously, you're putting a lot of that back out into the community as well. Yeah. So thank you so much, Emma. Good luck. Good luck with Snowdrop and your fundraising. Thank you. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wow. Those are two amazing women. They sure are. Yeah. Really giving back to their community. Sounds like they spend a lot of time really reflecting on uh, their community and their role. Yeah. 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 And really stepping outside of themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So we um, are going to include links to their fundraising effort for uh, Snowdrop Foundation. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, I just added a slew of hats to the Mother Runner store. You got to totally check this out. I had a really fun photo shoot. And um, because I suddenly realized that I had all these hats here in the studio, which is also our storage room. Um, and I thought, those hats aren't on the site. So we have uh, two beanies, just in time for cooler weather, hopefully. Uh, two running hats and two trucker hats. And super cute there's two striped ones both the trucker and the running one a beautiful oh my goodness um trucker hat with um poppies and larkspur on it and blue sky and it just transports me to i don't know um northern california and um and then the two beanies one of them is very badass it's black with um gray the mother tattoos that are on our badass mother runner tees and then a really um cute pop of color with an uh, turquoisey aqua stripe around it and another Mother Runner badge on it. So those are all available at motherrunnerstore.com. Again, motherrunnerstore.com. And yours truly will be filling your order. So place it now. Um, um, our podcast is a member of the ACAST Network. And our show today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles. Happy miles.